like you now to meet the brightest star in show business. I'm Shay. I'm Allie. And this is She's Great in That, a podcast about ladies and the movies they're great in. We are back. Hello. It's been some time, but life is crazy. We're um, like ladies with lives. Exactly. This is a hobby. Yes. Um... <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, we actually recorded two of these movies like a while ago, but then we had some technical difficulties, but now we have beautiful, great sounding technology. Um, so we're going to speed through. Also, those movies were not worth talking I about. I was like, good thing they suck because otherwise. Like I've had to really, I've had time to really mull down my immediate thoughts. So it'll be nice and brief and we won't have to waste your time talking about movies that don't even exist. I, I think we had to rent both of these. So yeah. Or one of them's on Tubi or something. I think Cherie might've been on like stars, <laughs> stars, with a subscription. But like yep. with a shitty crop on it. Yeah. I don't worry about I I could I'm gonna look I'll up. check I'm my look Amazon. I'm gonna, look, I'm gonna check my fucking um, my letterboxed because What was I gonna say about Yeah, I feel like I've let these movies reduce to a simmer. Yes. And I like only remember the parts that made me like acutely angry. And I didn't uh, even write reviews because I didn't even care enough. Oh, my God. Wasn't Kathy Bates in both of these? Yes, Kathy Bates is in the, both of them. Both of the films from um, 2000 and... Oh, no. Personal Effects is from 2008. And uh, Sherry is from 2009. Oh, God. So I guess we'll do a brief catch-up on the last um, episode. Like, the, the basic, basic points. Kathy Bates is in both of these movies. Uh, Personal effects was directed by David Hollander and this is a direct quote from uh, Wikipedia. The film premiered in Iowa City on December 12th, 2008 as part of a fundraiser for Iowa Flood Relief. So you know. That's what you're going into. Banger. I think, first of all, good for Iowa for having a film festival. Iowa City. And it wasn't even a film festival, or was it just the release? Just this one movie. Oh, no. Well, like, everyone's crying about the flood, that we had to have, like, a step and repeat for this film. <laughs> that has nothing to do with floods. Ha- absolutely nothing to do with floods. Um, it stars an Ashton Kutcher who is wearing Iowa merchandise the entire film, and I hope... What's the plot? Can you, without telling me... Yes. It's been 10 years. It's been, What's the plot it's been of 80, personal effects? 80, it's been 84 years. They're in a grief support group because they both have had, like, death. In, Michelle Pfeiffer and, and Ashton Kutcher both have had, like, death, tragic accidents in their lives. And they, like, counsel each other somehow. And then they, like, kind of fall in love. Kathy Bates is his mom. And then there's like a, someone has a gun at some point, like someone gets attacked and they sit in front of a really ugly office building on like stone stairs. And then there's like a trial. Oh yeah. Like Michelle goes to a trial for the guy who murdered her daughter. No, it's, (laughs) it's 
Ashton Kutcher's sister was murdered. Yeah. And they think that this guy, this one guy did it. And Ashton is so sure that this guy did it, but he didn't do it. Oh. But then it, and then there's but then there's like this weird kind of like weird moment where like Ashton has like a creepy like older friend who's just yeah. like always talking about fucking like younger women and, and he he's like su- and it's but it's like nothing and he's never seen from again like because you're like maybe he did it but yeah like, then they know who the murderer is the whole time it's like they don't do any detective work to find him and then Michelle Pfeiffer's got this bad son who is <gasps> the deaf son deaf yes oh my god deaf, she has like a deaf son who looks like a British like preteen um he's played by Spencer Hudson who shockingly not a lot of credits and he like is buddies with oh yeah oh yeah oh my god because Ashton Kutcher is a wrestling star teaches wrestling and she's like my he's like he's like your son is bad maybe wrestling would make him less bad also he's strong so he could be good at wrestling because it's like bad kid who fight have him fight for sport Oh wrestle god i also she had it her husband was murdered yes but accidentally yeah by like a friend like it was like an accidental like discharge or like ah uh, uh, and then like they start falling for each other. he's like wait a minute post-college was this the movie where they go to a wedding and she's crying at the wedding? Yes, because she works at a commune. No, wait. No. Wait. No. Yes. Yes, because she Oh, yeah, she like works at a community center and they do a lot of weddings. And for some reason, they go to one and she brings him and then the movie turns into like a silly romantic comedy as she cries at like an Indian wedding. Yes, and he's just like, I don't really like dancing, but then they like start dancing and then we kiss. Um, but then she's just like, I'm sure you're so repulsed by me because I'm old. Uh, Which is crazy. Because yeah, because she still looks she's great. Uh, never stop looking great. Um, and then, yeah, and so like the climax of the movie, this is such a terrible recap. The climax of the movie is that the deaf son tries to shoot the guy that Ashton Kutcher is pretty sure killed his sister, but violence is not the answer. And we're left with a cliffhanger-ish of like, oh my God, did the kid kill Ashton Kutcher? He didn't. But then the kid went to prison. Yes. Yes. And he, he is a, his job is that he's in a chicken suit. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like, um... Ashton Kutcher's job is that he like does like flyer handout in a chicken suit for like a restaurant, and that's how they meet. No, yeah. that's not how they meet. That's how he first he like, first, they first sees her. Yes, because she tells him to fuck off. It's very Miranda eat me sandwich man, but with the like but twilight worse. blue filter over exactly it. everything looks like a gray piece of dog shit. It's so weird when, like, every, every, like, major star has, like, their shitty, like, this is an indie movie. Yeah. This is handheld. I read it looks like script poop. and I was like, It looks wow. like it just rained all the time, but it smells like poop. They filmed like, it in Canada, in Vancouver, and yes. it's the most Vancouver-y looking movie because every building is, like, a generic SimCity office building. Yes. And always, like, wet concrete. Yes. 
Uh, this movie is not good. Michelle is, um, you know, a supporting character, but not really there. This is such a, like, faint, like, performance from her. It's not, especially since we've seen her do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. That is similar to this. It's just sort of whatever. It's so inconsistent tonally. Yeah. Like, this big goofy wedding scene where she's kind of, like, hysterically crying. And then, like, very, like, tiny indie acting. Yes. And then these kind of, like, big, I'm so overwhelmed with grief. And my husband, he was alcoholic. Like Oh, yeah. Like, Like, Kathy Bates has this weird, like, breakdown moment where they're trying to sell the daughter's stuff. Oh, my God. That whole scene just, like, back into my brain. It's just, like supposed to be this like very like wow that's just so awful and so sad but it's just so it's kind of evil in a way because it's just not convincing and just like play acting in a way that I hate I know such a nothing but I will say it's not the like you know it's It's, not offensive it's not offensive and I you know what I just it just dawned on me the film is called personal effects like someone's personal effects like the stuff that they have yeah and that is only the daughter. Like, it's only dealing with the daughter's physical things. That's very, I don't know. I have a feeling if this movie was made now, it would have been, like, a mediocre and not offensive. Like, it would have been the exact same movie yeah. as it was made. It would just be put ten- up by, like, Netflix. And, yeah, like, literally. would make even less of, well, it probably, I don't know, it would probably be, like, just as small of a blip. It would be, like, a small indie studio, but, yeah. like, be very then it would end up on showtime and um this movie does not exist it's i can't remember i think we did have to rent this um it just was really so but shockingly not the worst movie that we've had to had to watch it's fine it's okay the guy who did the cinematography did i am sam and white oleander so he oh. he loves that. He loves that gray wait, fucking... Wait, wait, Do you remember how I said it has the Twilight filter? Yes. He was the cinematographer for Twilight. This man, his name is Elliot Davis. He's born on May 23rd. He is a Gemini. Yes. He, ha- he did 13 and Twilight. And I am Sam. He works with the and girlies. And a bunch of other... Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Wow. Well, good for him inventing the. He really forks. Perfected it for for it works for Twilight, but it doesn't work for you know, and that's just all about knowing your project. Yep. Oh God. They were all done. They I mean they were done back to back those two. So I think he was like, I'm really into this. Uh, He ought not have been. I concur. Uh, Yeah. This is a nothing. Nothing movie. Yeah. I don't think there's like, no, there's no reason to watch it. No. You're not missing any, this is not a hidden, that's the thing, it's like, I thought that by doing this project we'd find like hidden gems. Yeah. And I have not found any gems in my bucket. I found films that I was like, oh, I didn't expect to like, I've heard about this movie, I didn't expect to like this movie, I enjoyed it. 
I haven't found any that's like an underrated classic. Yeah. That is not one that's like Grease 2 where we all know it's an underrated Ex- classic. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's like not even because we're aware of it and exactly. like it has a good reputation. But like these yeah, it's um which also goes to our next film. Yeah. The next film is Cherie. Which which was one that you were excited for. I was so so I love a costume drama. And I really, you know, love Stephen Frears, who is the director of the film. Yes. With whom um, we discussed on the podcast as he did Dangerous Liaisons. And so I was like, oh, Cherie, French, 1920s Paris. Older woman, like, having sex. It's basically, or it's like Bella Pox, like 1900s Moulin Rouge time. Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer plays like an, a, a middle-aged retired courtesan. And she is like, her like sugar baby is this guy named Cherie, whose mother is Kathy Bates. And they're like kind of a thing. She loves Kathy Bates's son. She loves Kathy Bates's son. <laughs> All my Kathy Bates' sons. Um, and essentially, she's like, this is great. Like, my life is paid for. And I have this, like, doting young man that I can, like, train sexually. And then, like, he starts dating this other, like, he's engaged to Felicity Jones. And she's got big teeth. Oh, thank God. Because we went in on Felicity Jones in a way that was too rude. Too rude. So we're not going to do that. She doesn't warn. Like, Felicity Jones. She's fine. Fine. Harmless. She's fine. She's fine. So we're not going to go in like we did last time. I did just watch a movie that she is in. Oh, I watched The Brideshead Revisited with Matthew Good and Ben Wishaw. And Haley Atwell. And she plays like, annoying little sister. And I was like, that's impossible because in my brain, she's the same age as all those people, but she's much younger. Anyway, um, basically it's like her being in love with this young boy who's getting married and like, I don't know what to do. I'm in love, but also I like need to date people for my money and I don't know what to do. And I'm heartbroken because I'm in love. Like all the Glenn Close stuff of Dangerous Liaisons, but bad. It's... So crazy because it doesn't even feel like the world is too small that it doesn't feel like there's like any sort of societal stakes. Like nobody's saying anything. It's just like Michelle Pfeiffer and and Sherry being like, but what will they say? Think about what they'll say. They're going to say that I'm super old. They say that I'm decrepit. And it's just like, what is going on? Like, they're just kind of like boot up, chilling in the house. And, it, oh, God. It's like they only it's had so enough. It's so boring. It's so boring. And I think with this movie, you're thinking like costumes, sex, Kathy Bates, it's going to be. No sex. There's It's the like driest movie about sex ever. And if I recall, the music in it is really like happy the whole time yeah it's like kooky like lady happy yeah kooky lady happy and it's very like bright and candy colored and i'm like so their lives are falling apart but everything is a beautiful shade of pink it looks nice i thought the production design was beautiful like way it seems like they put way more money into that than a script or yeah possibly even somebody to direct the actors because like you know and we love michelle Accents are not her thing. 
there was really no need for her because she doesn't even like do like an accent no. like that's specific to the location it's always just like period accent yes ah yes here we are da 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 like it's like vague shakespeare but she's not doing because she did the same thing in um midsummer midsummer Midsummer's um, night's dream yeah it was it's just like even dangerous liaisons she did less of a like big grand period accent right like vaguely european but then it's also like kathy bates is doing a crazy accent yeah the guy who plays sheree rupert friend is like actually british yeah oh harriet walter's in this she's like an old lady yeah those those old ladies are the best part because they're just like they're just like yeah getting fucked is great (laughs) i remember back in the day when i used to get fucked so hard yes they're just like, oh, you're fucking Cherry. We love that. Ha 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 ha. There's like an old guy who just is like one scene. A gossipy little, little yeah. fucking queen who's just like, like jewels. Yes, and he's just like, are we talking about fucking? I want to hear about it. Who's fucking who? Like, oh my god. Yes, Tom Burke is that actor. And then, like in the end, like they don't get together. They don't get together. Oh, and then he's like super mean to her for no reason a few times. And the movie ends with it basically being like, she was so old and ugly that no one ever wanted to look at her ever again. I was like, she's Michelle Pfeiffer. She like basically turned to stone yeah. in the movie. It's based on a book by Colette, famously played by Kira Knightley in the titular film Colette. And she also wrote Gigi, that one about pedophilia. <gasps> This movie made $9.3 million against a $23 million budget. That's like, so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Also because, like, what? They spent their money, like, on three locations. Like, that's why the world feels so small. It's because yeah. it's, like, her apartment, the very ornate garden. And, and then, they're like, wh- the holiday area where yeah. they, like, meet each other on holiday. And one restaurant. Like, yeah. It's just really Oh wait, I completely sad. forgot. Okay, so I'm going to read the last sentence of the then of the Wikipedia cuz I completely forgot this. The narrator reflects on the injustice of fate that Leah, that's Michelle Pfeiffer, was born 2 decades before her only true love, Cherie. The narrator also reveals that while he went through World War One without a scratch, Cherie later realized that Leah was the only woman he could ever love, and he commits suicide. I forgot about that. I forgot about that, too. I also forgot there was a narrator. I, I don't even remember who the narrator was. It sounded like, uh... Because now I'm just thinking about the Age of Innocence um, narrator, but that's not whomst it is. That's awful. I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of that, but also the film is so, like... And I didn't even remember that when we watched, when we talked about it the last time. No, we completely glazed over that fact that he apparently kills himself. I mean, the film is so, like, candy-colored and and bouncy and happy that, like, it's like, oh, yeah, and then he dies. Like, yes, 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 like, literally. Oh, God. Even Dangerous Liaisons isn't, like happy and silly the whole like this movie i don't understand maybe because like dangerous liaisons has like a set like tone where it's like it's nasty it's sexy yeah it's it's kind of tragic and this is just kind of like casual it's like it's like 
And this would be the perfect movie to watch, like, on a rainy day, like, sitting in your bed, just like, "Mm, mm, 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 I've got Chinese food on the way, I'm going to watch Sherry. And then it just, like, doesn't happen. I remember, I watched it a very long time ago because it was on something. I was like, oh, like, we'll have to watch this eventually, I'll watch it. And I kind of wasn't paying attention. And so I just... All, I have, would pop in out. I had no clue what was going on. And then when I watched it, like, however many months ago to, like, actually sit and watch it for us to talk about, I was like, oh, no, nothing happens in this movie. Like, they sit and talk. They wear pearls. Nobody's having sex. So that's one of all the reviews. Uh, most of the criticism centers on a weak script and poorly executed romance scenes. I'm sorry. If the movie is about fancy sex workers... In France, in the 1900s. And you were the man who did Dangerous Liaisons. I would hope you're approaching this with, like, like it needs to have some sexual tension or passion and not, like, I don't know. He's literally, like, a wet Cherie. The titular Cherie is just, like, a literal, like, wet piece of bread in a terrible wig. He's wearing Mark Strong's wig from Stardust. Yes. It's so, it's just so not sexy either because they have no chemistry whatsoever. Okay, wait. I was like, wait a minute. He looks so familiar. Why is that? I had a rainy day, like, period piece movie marathon a couple weeks ago or days ago now, whenever it was, and I watched... The Young Victoria mm-hmm. with um, Emily Blunt. And he plays Prince Albert in The Young Victoria, Rupert Friend, and he's so hot in that movie. And I'm like, that cannot be the same man as Wickham in Pride and Prejudice, who is like <gasps> the seductor. So, such a bad boy. And then hot Prince Albert, like famously the only hot British monarch after Victoria. Jesus. That is really sad that they made him so because in this also like i don't know like if he's supposed to be like a young adult like can he at least be like kind of hot and like you know like kind of like uh, oh i i can not for me but i can see the appeal yes yes i just i just like i'm like realizing that i haven't just like seen something that's like sexy and like so long no and also in something that like is an era that is so glamorous and like velvet and diamonds. It's the Met Gala of the movies. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> this is the 2022 Met Gala of movies. We have so many opinions on the lack of John anything. Singer Sergeant Edith Wharton Sherry-ness. Literally, someone could have worn a Sherry costume. Y- Listen, it would have been better. It would have been so much better than. Valentino Pink. (laughs) Valentino Pink and Louis Vuitton ready to wear spring, summer 2022. Cocktail dresses. Ah! The Emma Stone's wedding after party dress. And, you know, unearthing a Marilyn Monroe gown that you have to reconstruct to get and into. only wear for like five minutes because you can't like wear that at an actual fucking party. His- like if I were going to get a historical artifact as my costume, I would have been like Martin Scorsese, Age of Innocence. What's up? I'm getting a gown. Like, ugh. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I like there are so many better period pieces. Just watch Dangerous Liaisons. 
Yeah, I just don't know, like, how how something can just, like, never take off. I'm even looking at the poster, and the poster is her, like, lounging in a bed and smiling. And there's just, like, nothing smile. Like, it's not a smiley story. I don't think he read the book, whoever did the Christopher Hampton, who wrote the play Dangerous Liaisons based on the book of the same name. And who wrote the film adaptation, I don't think he read the book, Shuri. I really don't think he read it. Sir Charles Hampton, Christopher Hampton. That's awful. Oh, and he won, he did Atonement. Okay, so he literally wrote, like, one of the sexiest period peace movies of all time, adaptations. This man wrote the library scene. (laughs) I just don't. Like, like the tagline is indulge in a wicked game of seduction. My God, this is going to be such a terrible episode because then now we have, we have two more movies to get through and they're both not very good. But I think it's like a wicked game of seduction. There was no banter. There was no wicked sly, like anything. And it's, there's no seduction. There's nothing. nothing. Like he literally is like in front of his mommy and is just kind of like, what's up? Leah and she's just like okay Cherie I see you that's kind of hot it uh, like it's like she doesn't seduce him because it's like the most casual just like you wanna you wanna hang out yeah sure like yeah she's like I'm going to take you under my wing and then she's like oh you're wearing my pajamas I'm in love with you we're in love it's awful the game is really Kathy Bates orchestrating marriages that's really what and even that stuff is so like now what's happening are we having a plot now like what i don't i don't well and it was confusing because i was like okay wait so they're all loaded like they have so much money why is he marrying like, felicity she doesn't but then like does should we have does is there i feel like there was like a point where like she was she, having money problems or he was having money oh problems? yeah one of them has money problems oh my god let's see oh yeah no sheree can't get his money until he gets married. He has no choice as he stands to inherit a large fortune from his mother, Charlotte, who is Kathy Bates. Basically like us doing an episode for a movie that we've never seen, but we like kind of <laughs> skimmed the Wikipedia. the Wikipedia, like, but only a little bit, <laughs> and then just looked at the poster. I mean, the marketing of this movie is nuts because I think they don't know how to market it either. Oh, and God. it costs... I can't believe it only made nine million dollars. I'm surprised it even made that much. But that's, I guess that's worldwide. Ah! That's so, I mean, but this is totally a movie that like my Nana and I would have gone to see at like the local independent cinema in our town. Yeah. And she would have had to explain to me like the weird... When is There's nothing to even explain. Like you would have seen it with her and then there'd be nothing to explain because it's just like... Nothing happens. I'd be like, wow, these people are fabulous. They wear fabulous clothes. The beautiful gowns. Yeah. Good lord. And now onto something much worse. <laughs> um Ugh. so in 2012, well, actually, we kind of skipped around. We we skipped some things. Because we, you know, we're tired of doing that thing where we'd be like, Time for some Michelle Pfeiffer. And then she, like, kind of pops up and she's like, yes, it's me. And then she, like, goes away. Yeah. 
So we skipped um, New Year. We just skipped New Year's Eve. We skipped New Year's Eve because. And people like us. Yes, apparently she's in people like us for not very long. Very like she's like she's like um, the lead man's like mob. Yeah, it's not about her at all. And I hate Elizabeth. I don't. I'm not an Elizabeth Banks fan. So I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna do that to myself. I might watch it just because I have nothing else going on in my life at the moment. You could watch something else. There's a whole Criterion channel. Oh, but you know what? It's so overwhelming. Every time I go to watch a real movie, I'm like looking through, I'm like, this is so overwhelming. And then I just like watch Pride and Prejudice. That's better than watching Shiri, Chris um, Pine, and Olivia Wilde, and Elizabeth Banks. Oh, Chris Pine looks not good. Oh, and John Favreau's in this movie. I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch anything else anything else there's other movies i can watch there's so the next film we're talking about is from 2012 um <laughs> it's called dark shadows directed by tim burton um based off of the soap opera somehow um uh, as quickly as possible johnny depp is a vampire uh no johnny depp is like a rich guy who gets cursed by eva green becomes a vampire gets buried alive uh, uh, buried undead alive yeah he's like as dying. a vampire yeah. yeah like um years years pass it's the 70s for some fucking reason they couldn't have just made it modern i guess because they wanted to have been, homage to the soap opera i guess it also would have been like too ugly but it's like, like two time periods it's like two two like two different yeah period like, pieces in one um he is unearthed, goes to his old house. There's his old, there's his relatives, his distant relatives. They're like kind of poor. They're not poor. They like live in the house and like had a cannery. So they have like old family money, but the money's not being raked in. Um, and then Eva Green basically owns the town. Uh, she's a witch and they have conflict because she's just like, please fuck me. And he's like, yes, but also I'm not in love with you because I'm in love with this big eyed woman. Bella Heathcote. I had to Google her. I sat there watching and was like, who is that? And I had to go through every big-eyed actress in my brain. And then I finally had to Google her. And like, I was like, a, oh. like a like a Heather Graham, like, clone. Yes, yes. Um, Heather, a Bratz doll Heather Graham. Yes. And that's basically the movie. Like, he defeats her in the end after beating the shit out of her. And it's just... Yeah, this movie is... Michelle Pfeiffer plays the distant relative who has an inherited the house and the cannery business yes she wears an insane wig but some cute dresses yeah and she doesn't really like she's like backstory basically like she's there to set up the conflict of the film which is like oh no my vampire great great uncle is here and the business is failing and then like 90 percent of the movie happens without her that's my daughter that's my brother and his son that's my daughter Chloe Grace Moretz, who is angry and, and likes music, and likes music, and this is Helena Bonham Carter. She's a kooky doctor who somehow lives in our house, who lives in our house, and is like an alcoholic and is stealing the blood of Johnny. De- Helena Bonham Carter should have played the Eva Green. Well, actually, this movie should never have happened. Yeah, this shouldn't movie, have happened. So I watched maybe like fifteen minutes of this movie, and then. Um, 
like stopped watching it and I ran to Shane. I was like, I don't know, it's kind of fun. And then I finished the film and I like I w- it was it was a miserable experience watching this I movie. had to like pause to go to the bathroom and I had 45 minutes left and I was just like I haven't felt that awful in a while. It's just nothing. It's so like I don't know what that man is trying to prove. Like Johnny Depp We're not going to get into that. Yeah. But I will say Johnny Depp has always been mid. He has been washed for ages, has never given a convincing performance to me in my entire life, and is not good at accents. And so this accent that he's doing in this film is so fucking terrible. I don't understand. Like, and I, you know, I think this was like a passion project that he really, 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 really wanted to do. Like that and um, The Lone Ranger. Like he just really wanted to do them. And it's just so pointless and terrible um that makes so much sense. and it's such a jerk off he just like it's just such a jerk off to like nothing and he's like doing all of his like oh you guys love it when I make my eyes really big and when I use my little accent and I overpronounce it and I'm yeah. working my acrylics like it is just so the only person that is good in this movie is Helena Bonham Carter because I have not heard her use an American accent in a long time and it is I mean, it makes so much sense that this must have been a passion project for him because he is doing his own thing. And everybody else is just showing up for work and they're just like, what the fuck am I doing I mean, Michelle is, we love her. This is- Autopilot. She is, She. this is probably her worst performance, I would have to say, so oh, far. You think it's, okay, what is worse? Giving a nothing blasé performance or giving a performance- that just like kind of rolls down a hill into a huge pile of shit. Cause I kind of feel like something like I am Sam or um, Love Field just kind of rolls down a oh. field and you're just kind of like, Ugh, Love Field? Uh, I would actually frame it as this is the performance I was the most disappointed because yeah. she had nothing to do. She had nothing to do. Uh, the entire. Every single character in this show, in this movie, like it's it should it works. If this were the pilot of a TV show, and you introduce all the characters, then that's fine. But you've introduced all the characters, and then they don't do anything for another hour thirty, and then you're kind of sitting there being like, okay, well, I forgot about the daughter. For some reason, Helena Bonham Carter's here. Oh, Eva Green has shown up in a wig, a like terrible, wig. a terrible wig with a crazy accent. Like she's like talking really low and then like turns into like witch like accent and it's so and then she does a girl boss voice where she's like yeah. i run the town yes it is just a movie where he, like my you know and again i don't we're not we, we had we talked before so we're not getting this johnny depp i think is really good when he swings big jack sparrow uh sleepy hollow is good i really liked rango but he is animated in that one this is just like he is so doing his it's like Sweeney Todd like he's doing something so clearly in his brain and, and it's it like never not, gels with the filmmaking yeah or the, the movie at hand like they're not the collaborators that they think they that they used to that be. they used to be and it's just like because because it's because it's, it's it's his it's his show it's not a movie <laughs> and it's also very one of these girls like oh too much money really spoils the plot yeah like it is 
one of the, it is an ugly movie. So ugly. And that's the thing when you go watch a Tim Burton joint, you're like, at least it's going to be like fun looking. At least the costumes are going to be great. At least there's going to be some kooky set pieces. Sort of. But then eventually by this time, he was just like, it was like a CGI, like, like sludge fest. Like that opening bit where like, it's this sleepy hollow ass uh, backstory thing about like him turning into a vampire. It's so... Which is frustrating because we've seen him do it with practicals and we've seen him do it with like real places and it looks great. And now we're watching some like diet crimson pea cows with like the ugliest, it's all brown. It's all brown. All the costumes are like dark. Nothing looks fun. I like his sunglasses when he leaves the house. Question mark. His like whole look with the like hat and yeah. sunglasses. I was like, oh, this is funny. That's fun. But they're not playing anything as funny. Yeah. And then the jokes are played so seriously. Yeah. And I'm like, that they all that they yeah on? that they don't even like feel like they're supposed to be jokes because like no. no everybody is like had a lobotomy and is not like no nobody's like processing that it's supposed to be funny as well. Like yes. it's just crazy. Bella Heathcote is so terrible in this movie because she literally looks like she was picked up at a Starbucks and they're like, be in this movie. And she's like, okay, hello, it's me. My name is Rebecca. What's going on? Ghosts. That's crazy. Wow. Like, like, hi, I am the girl. Yes, let's take a walk. Nice to see you. I'm in love with you too. But like, so extremely contemporary that it doesn't work at all. Like, no. it's so weird when somebody was clearly hired because like somebody's like kind of horny for them. She, which has, is a which is a terrible way to say like, oh, her look. But like, she has the like the the like you said the Heather Graham the like when you know Winona Ryder. She has like the very big eyes and the very like petite face. Yeah, that is the, so dead inside. The though. spooky, yes, so dead inside. I mean. Like, looking at her IMDb, this looks like it was kind of her first, like, super big She's pretty good in, she's the weakest in Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, but, like, they made it work because they're good actors. Neon Demon, like, that whole movie was just about, like, looking and vibes, and so she worked in that because she didn't have to talk a lot. I don't remember her in Man in the High Castle, which is a great little TV show, so that's saying something. And then Strange Angel, Hulu... CBS or Viacom Plus, whatever that's called now, once tried to get me to watch it, like, auto-played an episode after a, a regular show I was watching. That is so rude. Don't fucking tell me what I... Don't fucking put something on. Like, I'm clearly... If I wanted to watch Strange Angel... I would click on it. I would click on it. Don't try to force feed me Strange Angel. After whatever show I was watching that maybe was about like the Manhattan Project, I don't remember. But it's about like a cult, like a sex cult in science. I really don't know. But she's in that. I mean, like, again, I forgot she's in the movie. She shows back up again and he's like, I'm in love with this woman. Oh, what's her face from Skins is in this movie? Hannah, uh, she's got the teeth. She's in Game of Thrones. She's like random hippie who gets eaten. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the tone of this is like all over the place. Cause it's like, okay, if you want to be like a dark, like kind of funny, like, vampire thing then like do that if you want to do like a fish out of water thing then like do that it's like weirdly horny in a way that is just so like like 
Okay, and like, yeah. ew, 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 ew. Like, oh my God. Fucking Chloe Grace Moretz. Allergic to enunciating her words, apparently. She's just like shouting the entire time because she's a teen. Teen on her period, like, or something. She's like slouched the whole movie. Putting on records and then like doing the whole like white girl, like I'm putting my hands through my hair, like I've got a record on, like kind of like, oh my God. Like, I hate the carpenters. And it's like, excuse me, the carpenters are, she, that's rude. Like, it's so. But it's also not like (sighs) a fun, like, you're, you're so right. It's not like, oh, this is a fun, like. I'm a teen in the 70s yeah. and this is so zany and like yeah they sit they have a scene together where she's teaching him how, he's asking her how to be cool but they're both so like I'm talking she's talking like this and he's talking like this and I'm like neither of you are cool and this scene is torture because then it also has like and Michelle like it does the fuck out of this and so does Johnny Depp where it's like when you're speaking in a way that is just so, and you know, this is also sort of my issue with like X is like, you know, when people are doing an accent, they're like taking a stab at it, but they're not speaking like a person. Yeah. People have crazy rhythms when they talk. They talk slower or they talk faster. They talk higher, they talk lower when they're trying to like express the thing that they're saying, which is what makes good acting. Thinking, you know, like using your voice and trying to express. So, but like, they're just like, ah, uh, yes. I've lived in this house for 10 years. I lived in this house 150. Like, it's like, I'm passing the stick to you to, for you yeah. to speak. You speak and then you'll pass the stick over to me. And it's just like, there is no rhythm. There's no pulse. There's nothing. It is so awful to watch. No pulse. Like, it's a vampire movie. But it, it, and it would be fine if it was him. But everybody no, yeah. else is just like. Well, it's a pacing problem. Like. There's, cut it! Edit it! Edit it! I think it's so afraid of being slapstick, and it's so afraid of being comedy, yeah. which, like, Dark Shadows is a, it was a comedy. Like, it was a big kind of soapy camp, like, vampire in the 70s. There's that scene where you're talking about, you know, like, I've lived in this house, you know, he goes, I know every nook and cranny, and then he opens a door, and it's got, like, rainbow. It's, like, macrame. And she goes, like, this is where I keep my macrame. And there's, like... That was like, kind of funny. There's funny, but there's, like, a very clear, like, p- like beat pacing to do that, to, like, land the joke, land yeah. the reveal, like, say the punchline, and they just kind of, like waddled through it in a way like it's like they're doing a dummy table read where they're like no acting just read the lines you can kind of figure out for you like how everything is supposed to sound like yeah don't do any acting just read it and that's just what the whole fucking movie was or it felt like when they were doing everything it was with the expectation that it was going to be edited in the style of a comedy so they were playing everything really dry and serious but then it was gonna be like yeah. hammed up yeah. just with cuts because there's that scene where she comes down the stairs with a shotgun and it's like is the first time we've seen her with a gun um no when has michelle pfeiffer ever used a gun i don't know i mean used one probably i feel like she's held one maybe she's like held one in scarface Mm, the Russia House? I don't think, no. Well, Married to the Bob. Yes. 
Okay. Gosh, there were so many good movies. We watched so Ugh. many good movies back then. Back in the day. Um. Yeah, I just like the like the weird Johnny Lee Miller thing. I was just like, I didn't know because like he got so the vampire Johnny Depp vampire got so mad at um. Oh my god, he beat Cat Cora. Oh yeah, no, he. He's, what the fuck? Michael Voltaggio, he's legit. We are um, on mute <laughs> in the background is um, Food Network Tournament of Champions. Um, what the hell? Crossroads Restaurant in Melrose. Yeah, no, he won Top Chef and he won All Stars. Like, he's intense. Like, is, he, he, is he cool or is he an asshole? I played the fifth. Ah! <laughs> Offline, offline. Uh, Guy Fieri, this is Guy Fieri show, and it's like the best of the best chefs from like Food Network, Top Chef, the restaurant world, blah, 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 and they compete against each other in um, like a bracket, and oh, they're going to play, <gasps> okay, never mind, great, great show, it's on uh, Discovery Plus, and Food um, Network, anyway. But, like, jo- like I didn't know with the, like, because the vampire man got so upset when Johnny Lee Miller was, like, hooking up with, like, a woman. And I was like, are you so upset because, is he married to Michelle, like, Pfeiffer and he's cheating on her? But he's just like, oh, you're being kind of a shitty dad. I'm like, it's a party. Send Alice the kids Cooper's to bed. Here. And yeah, Alice like- Cooper's here. Like, send the kids to bed. And he's just like, he was just, it, it it was just very, like, the vampire logic was just so weird. It felt like several, like, mini episodes kind of smushed together yes. with no real plot. Um, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to kill a bunch of hippies. Oh, I'm doing science experiments with Helena Bottom Carter. Oh, you're trying to get pussy? You have a son. You have to leave. Meanwhile, back at headquarters of the town, Eva Green is wearing a wig. Oh, my God. She's so... I think she's awful in this movie. I think the big issue is that she is going so big and broad. And the movie has no tone. The movie has no tone and he is doing absolutely nothing. I mean, he's doing a lot in doing nothing. He's really trying to tap into like his Edward Scissorhands like with like a splish splash of like maybe Willy Wonka like just kind of like on the quirky side and it's just like this is not anything you can't just like sit there you can't just fucking sit there well it's like he's playing a vampire like in the very like you know Bella Lugosi but not understanding that even if you're playing a very grand old vampire like you still need to To do something yes you need to be in like if you watch any old-timey you know classic vampire movie even if, like, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, like, vampire stuff was all kind of dramatic and campy. And he's playing it like, this is a serious, I am a Barnaby, whatever, and this is my... And this is I such a not- wasted opportunity because it's like, okay, this is based off of, like, they shouldn't have Tim Burtonized this soap opera. They should have soap opera like, this, like, it should have had, like... The editing, the feel, like, just something to make it, like, to do more with it instead of just, like, Tim Burtoning, because that doesn't even mean anything anymore, because that man hasn't made a good movie in, Years. like, a decade. I mean, the like, other thing is, what is the like, fuck? if they were gonna Tim Burton it, they should have, like, Ed Wood Tim Burtoned it. Exactly, which is also, like, a stylized, like, sort of, like, thing, and it's just, like, this is nothing. 
this is nothing. It just kind of feels like he was handed a pile of money. Yeah. And is like, I have too many projects going on. And it's going to look like Alice in Wonderland. And it's going to look like Sweeney Todd. And it's going to look like every other thing I'm doing. And I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, bro, what the fuck is this? I remember many, many, many years ago. I don't know if it traveled, but LACMA had an amazing, like, World of Tim Burton exhibit. And it was so cool in the beginning because it was like puppets and props and models and crazy things. And then all of a sudden it was like, here's a video screen and another video screen. Yeah. And another video screen. Yeah. Here's a dress. Like it just became so. Um, yeah. I don't know. Helena is the only person like trying to do any acting, but like still being like a person. It. And she looks the best. Like yeah. she feels period yeah she feels yes exactly she's the only one that feels like she lives in the 70s yes i get that eva green is like oh no i've been alive for ages like whatever like and i get that and that's fine but like literally what the fuck is going on well they do my favorite part of the whole movie is when they show all the different portraits of eva green throughout the years and i was like that's the best part of this whole movie like damn she is pretty i was like wow look at all the portraits and you can see her like in all these different time periods and she looks great and then they cut to her and she's wearing like a bad like working girl power suit for some reason and in an an absolutely cheap blonde wig and, like, it's as if they forgot, maybe, that the movie is in the, the 70s? Like, I really Yeah, she's, she's completely out of time. And then, like, their battle takes 10 Ages. years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And her body breaks like a doll. And it's like... And you know that, like, Tim Burton's just, like, loving that, like, wow, her beautiful face, her little porcelain like, beautiful face is now broken. Look at her arm go like this and this and uh, that. Like, it's, it, this, is, this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Holy shit. It's just I'm sitting there being, like, so many people had to, like, stamp off on so many things in order for this to, like, make it onto Netflix. Now that I'm, like, working in, like, PR, I'm just like, damn, like... Bitches had to be like, yes, this movie, Tim Burton and Johnny, they're back. And Michelle P, she's here. Holy crap. I'll start, like, this is awful. Even looking just at the stills on the IMDb. Also, this movie premiered um, 10 years ago today, May 7th. Oh, my God. It had its Los Angeles premiere. Oh, my God. Ew. I'm looking at the stills and they're all the funny things of like, he's sleeping in the linen closet. And, and that stuff is fun. Like when it was like the carpenter song and he's yeah. just like, I'm just living in the house. Oh, we live with the vampire. I just like. He's like hypnotizing. Oh, Christopher Lee is the. Yeah. He's like hypnotizing all the guys. Like that's so the funny. The awful sex scene is the worst thing I've. One, like there's not a lot of sex in Tim Burton stuff. Like. You know, no, Sleepy Hollow is kind of like Sleepy Hollow is kind of like bad horny, and that's like fun. That's a part of its and like creepy like thing. Hands is like like um, sarcastic horny, like yeah. it's making fun of everybody for being horny. And this is just like not funny. It would be like if it was two seconds of like them like rolling around and like doing stuff, but it is yeah. like possibly two full minutes and he's watching and it's just like very it's just not funny and it's not sexy it's not not anything it's just like 
extremely fake and like also why did he do it it didn't make any fucking no, sense because then they battled oh my god um and he, like and then he's just like so violent with her too like when they're battling like punching her in the face and like all this shit i hated that i looked at the scene and i was like oh it looks like because like the cgi on her like doll body breaking is so creepy where i'm like oh it looks like she's been like patched up and yeah. i'm like no that's because like in the next shot they have to like a hole's getting poked through there and it looked like bad continuity um it's so awful. and then why was chloe grace barrett's a werewolf what is going on and, and that's it just like things. happened uh, but that was one of those things like oh if this was a tv show we've now met the werewolf daughter and how fun is that and the kooky like you know russ tamblin and twin peaks doctor helena bottom carter is here and she's wearing oh my god a dress. that is what she's like that is what she's like i can't remember. dr jacoby Oh my god! She's given Dr. And that Jacobi. joke was kind of funny when he was just like, "Oh my god, a woman doctor? That's crazy!" I'm like, "Yeah, ah, ha ha, ah, ha ha ha, sure." I just wish that it was like campy and slapstick and yeah. not trying to be like spooky and serious and not twelve hours long. And it was the longest hour and fifty ish minutes of my entire life. I couldn't like those scenes with him and Bella. He, oh, Victoria, I've always loved you. I've loved you too. Like, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Who? And she's like, ghosts. I have their ghosts. And it's like, oh, yeah, we know. And then, oh, my God. Her whole thing where it's just, yeah, again, it's like it's like 10 jillion episodes of something separate, mushed together, but not done well. No. Because they're just, like, ideas that somebody bullet listed and then put together. Like, oh, yeah, she was institutionalized and she can see, like, her ancestor lady, Victoria lady, who looks like who is her, but like looks like the fucking ghost lady from fucking um, oh my god, that Pfeiffer movie that we watched, uh, What Lies Beneath. Like, shut up. Do you do you ever play the Nancy Drew computer games? No. Okay, she looks like the cover of one of the Nancy Drew computer games. I'm going to pull it up and show it to you. <laughs> it's Priscilla scared me so much as a kid. Okay, I'll find it. Um, this is terrible, terrible movie. I hate it. It's just like, and not even like, a, oh, what a waste. It's like, no, it shouldn't. They sh- this is not an IP that should have been rebooted. Period. Not like this. I mean, like, if somebody wanted to do something that was kind of smart and clever, which on paper would be fun. It should have been a TV. It should have been a TV miniseries. Yeah. But we have what we do in the shadows, so, like, it's fine. Listen, I think that's what I thought I wanted. I didn't, yeah. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be that because it's not a mockumentary thing, but, like. But, like, okay. something that is funny. This is what she looked like. <laughs> oh, no. That's so scary. I know, but she was kind of, like, she's all, like, white and glowy. Yes. For and no reason. She had just, like, crabs, like, around her face. Because she whole, drowned. There's a whole plot point of, like. Everyone's trying to jump off this cliff and then like... Oh my God, the weird Tim Burton like dick cliff where it's just like, uh, uh, time to go to the suicide cliff. And then it's like, oh, you could change... Barnabas, you could change me into a vampire and we could be together forever. And he's just like, no, I can't do that. And I she's would just never like, be able to take away your life. I'm gonna die anyway, Barnabas. Bye. And then he changes her. And then it's like, oh no, I pushed your lovers off the cliff. And it's like, Eva Green, 
what? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> oh my god, this is the worst movie. Oh my god. Woo! I just also like you could tell they he really thought he was doing something. Like, I'm going to now climb into this packing box and like, isn't this hilarious? And it's like, it would be. But everyone, everyone and that's is, the movie that you wanted to be. It would be hysterical. Everyone is like, I'm the star of the film and I'm so serious. It's just and yet Michelle's barely in it, and when she is, she's kinda like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, so I'm just gonna do something. I'm just gonna work this wig and just like She had great dresses. Great, great outfits. Great outfits. The eye makeup. The house looks so dusty. I'm just like, oh, uh, this woman's probably upset because she's allergies. Oh, but thanks all the dust. Oh, you know who was good in the movie? Um. Oh, the handy the handyman guy, Jackie Earl Haley. He's one of those actors. He was great. When you're like, when he shows up in something, finally some fucking some fucking food, some good fucking food. I remember when he's like drunk, wandering around the house right before the vampire arrives. And he, <laughs> the pumpkin patch, and he goes, "Hi, pumpkins." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, great!" Yes. Oh, he was in Alita: Battle Angel. We all gotta. I saw a tweet that was like, "We all gotta see Avatar 2 so then um, he'll get the green light to like produce an Alita two sequel." And I think that's correct. So everybody go see Avatar two. So I can get Alita two. First one, Alita Avatar. or Avatar? Avatar. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's just like you know, it is not my. It, it's yeah, sure. You know, I think I've said all I need to say about this movie. Yeah, I'm not looking at this guy's IMDb because he's literally been. I know that he was. Um, Freddy, well, yeah, he's in Watchmen, but he's Freddy in the reboot of The Nightmare on Elm Street in 2010. He's in Shutter Island. He's been in a lot of things. The character's name is Willie Loomis, which is so funny because Halloween. And, um, Alita, he's in Alita Battle Angel. Oh, and he's in The First Lady with Michelle Pfeiffer. He plays Lewis Howe. I'm assuming he is in a different time period. Let's Google Lewis Howe and see. Yep. Okay, that's a Roosevelt guy. So they're never in a scene together. All right. Well, that's this movie. If you want to watch it, I don't know. It's on Netflix, but you shouldn't. You should Unless you, like, want to, like, hurt somebody. Unless you, for some reason, really love Tim Burton. And even then, girl, like, what the fuck? Like, how... To become so fucking washed and to be just so fucking awful. Just like collecting money. Just collecting money and making fucking dog shit. What? I mean, I would also like to collect money, but I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd probably do the same thing. It's just Whatever. It makes me so upset. Like when these guys, these directors get tons and tons and tons of money and they just like don't do anything cool with it. Like... If I had all this money, especially I would do, since like you're Tim Burton and like people will let you do kind of whatever the fuck you like, want. Like make a fucking puppet, make stuff. It's really like don't why don't people make practicals anymore? Um, okay, he's like doing the Wednesday Adams and then Beetlejuice two are the two things he has coming up. Oh yeah, I forgot that he put Eva Green in Dumbo and. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. That yes, wasn't terrible. Because I think they allegedly have, like, I think. I don't even want to think about that because. Yeah. Anyways. I like her. Okay, yeah, so anyway. The next movie. Ugh, Ugh. God. Um, it's not as bad as Dark Shadows. It's a 2013 film called The Family. Directed by Luc Besson, who I don't like. Look at his Wikipedia. 
Gross. Fuck him. My concern, it's uh, Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer and Diana Agron and a random guy and Tommy Lee Jones and Big Pussy from The Sopranos are in the film. And basically they're a mob family that is in witness protection. They end up in this like teeny tiny random town in France. Where everybody speaks English. Perfectly. Perfectly. Everyone speaks English perfectly. Which would have been a funny bit if nobody spoke fucking French, but they knew French because they're like, they've been on the move for so long. And like, oh my God. There is that crazy scene the, the way they do the subtitles in this movie is absurd. They kind of just, like, like float yeah, yeah. around for like no smoke. reason. This is so terrible. Um, yeah, basically, they move to this new town, uh, but then they get found out through, like, various, like, circumstances, and they kind of have to, like, shoot their way out because the mob has finally confronted them after some snitching has happened. Um... And it's kind of a comedy. Yeah. Like, I was expecting a mob film. So I went in thinking, like... I thought it was going to be a full-on comedy, but, like... I think my main issue is that, like, the first 45 minutes are just the trailer, where it's just, like, they seem normal, but they're all extremely violent. And it's just, like, I got that. The first time you showed it to me, because it really, you know, movie watchers are a lot smarter than... You think they are. You can show me two minutes of them being like, of all of them in two minutes. You can yeah. just show them all like being like, haha, I'm doing something normal. Haha, I'm doing something violent in two minutes. And we get the point. They're all capable. They know how to use a gun. It's happening. It's on and popping. Whatever. And yet we get 45 minutes of Robert De Niro doing that five times. And then the kids doing it twice. And Michelle Pfeiffer doing it a few times as well. And it's not even like... It could have very quickly easily been a montage of, like, all of our first day in this new town. And it was, like, everyone had a complete scene. And then there was a montage. And then there was a montage. Um, And then the film all of a sudden becomes, like, a very complicated mafia web of, like, there are a lot of people. Well, there's a montage of Robert De Niro being... Okay, so Robert De Niro is in France, and he's like, I'm in witness protection. I'm going to write a book. He's like pretending to be an, a novelist to his neighbors when they ask what he does. But then he's like, I actually will write a book. Fuck it. And he's writing a book about like his life or being in the mafia. And it's kind of like just a, you know, a plot crutch of like setting up. It's like setting him up so he can narrate some of the things. But there's like a whole sequence of him back in Brooklyn doing like being good at the mafia. And there's, and he's just like, at a barbecue and just yeah. like shaking hands. Or he like is what at one point he's sitting in a car and there are three police officers and like a scruffy teen and they're yelling at the teen who bumps into them and they go, hey, hey, oh, oh. <laughs> he just looks over from the car and holds his hand up and then everyone stops fighting and goes on their way. And I was like, is this supposed to imply that he's powerful? Like what about... That scene is him being good at being a mobster. Um, there's the barbecue scene is like a bad Sopranos, yeah. Like Michelle Fever Dream is fine in this movie, but she it seems like she forgot with every every line, not paragraph, every sentence. 
that she said that she forgot that she had to do an accent. So she just like hammering the accent in the last two words for every sentence. I just, I just think, you know, and it's not just her. I mean, she's a lot, you know, we love. I just think we need to tighten the reins on accents a little bit. I hate watching a movie where everybody's accent is different. Yes. And I'm just kind of like, there's no coach. There's nobody getting you guys on the same page. Nobody. And it's like, if the movie really needs an accent for plot purposes. She didn't need to have an accent. She didn't need to have, none of, like. It was fine if she, if the son had an, a little bit of an accent and, and Robert had an accent he has, and then they didn't. He has enough of an accent for everybody. everybody. He's everybody. good. It's Like, fine. you have so many like, guys in this movie who are so clearly Italian ex, like, they're Which fine. because she's great in, her accent's great in uh, Marriage, Marriage of the, the Mob. Mob. It's perfect in Marriage of the Mob, and I don't know if this is, again, like, I'm tired, this is another movie I'm doing this year. She looks much better in this movie than, yeah. Um, and she, she, she looks like she's having a lot more fun. I was just about to say, like, her whole big kind of first sequence is she's like, what is there to do in this town? And then there's one lady who's like, uh, there is a church. It is on the other town. 700 kilometers. You have to drive there. And she's like, and then, you know, goes to the supermarket. She's like, do you have like birds, a cacahuete? And you're like, oh, haha, she's trying to speak French. And I'm like, oh, she's having a blast doing like all this. Like every time she walks and like holds a map or uses her sunglasses or like carries a tray. I'm like, oh, she's having a great time. She's just in a like a completely different movie and then the second half of the movie she forgets the, the accent entirely because she's also not in the second half of the movie she's hiding and screaming yeah and then she's hiding and screaming some more and then she like has a weapon and then it's like you're not important to the mafia plot yeah hide and scream in the in the safe house with these guys who i loved love the guys i love and i am shocked that they are not like top build Morphing, yeah. Diana Agron is oh. 27 years old, playing a 17 year old. Very glee, very glee brain still this movie. And she's just like, God, it's actually kind of gross how they like dress her to make yes. her seem super youthful because she's got bows in her hair and flowers and like little white dresses and little cardigans. She's got like a little headband yeah. and like flowery dresses and ballet flats. When it's like, it looks like she is an adult woman in high school for witness protection purposes yes. and not actually a high school student. And she has her little brother. They're supposed to be in the same high school and he looks like an actual high school an student. An actual high school student. I liked that little brother character. He was good. He, I thought he, he was, was very good. Like he could have been our Miles Teller. Yeah, he really didn't work. His name is John DeLeo and his character is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wise talk and figure out, like, how to manipulate everybody in the school, like, you know, trade this and that. I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like, this is really great. Diana Agron's whole character is, like, she's really violent and also a virgin. Yes, very virginal. Her name is Belle, and she's very virginal. And she's like, when I have sex, and I know that I'm beautiful, but when I have sex, it's going to be special. And so she's fucking her teacher, who's, like, the same age as her. Who's the same age. Like, and, and then she completely freaks out, as all new virg- uh, uh, new sex havers do, where they're just like, hey, bitch, let's take out. And he's just like, uh, no, I'm your teacher, and I have to go to, like, grad school and stuff like that. And she's just, like, about to kill herself? Yeah, that scene was... Absurd. She's on the phone with him. Because it didn't make sense. I thought she was going to like kill him Me or too. I, that's what I thought. It was like, oh, she's watching him. She's like standing on the roof of like an old timey French 
building and you're like oh she's watching like it's the mafia she's gonna blow up his car and you're like no she's going to jump off the building like it was so weird because yeah it was like it was really not clear but no. like she was just like and we'll be fine they be together and i'm just like what what no i liked when actually i mean the mvp of the movie Tommy Lee Jones. He was such a breath of like when he, you his reveals like they open the door and he's there and I screamed. I was so happy. It was just like finally, yeah, some fucking food. Like I love Tommy Lee Jones and he's great. He's just like got his little slight accent and he's just like, all right, how are the kids doing? You know you can't do that. All right, bye. Like, like we'll get you a TV. Don't worry about it. You're yeah. like God, like. A pit, like a like a tent pole, like in the film, so everyone can wacky wavy air, car wash air guy around the rest of the movie. Ugh, so great. Um, Did I liked when the mob guys finally like make their way to Italy, and everybody just kind of goes into like, oh fuck, it's happening. Oh, like when yeah. the fucking like when this the kid is like crying at the like. He might be the MVP of the movie. The kid. I love that kid. The kid's really. Good. He was in Unbroken. And he did a couple episodes of um, some TV shows, but he really hasn't worked. He was in, um, he really hasn't worked a lot. He was in Blue Bloods and Orange is the New Black and Unbroken and the Family were like his kind of last big things. He was in the Paterno TV movie and played Riot interviewee. So I hope he's okay. Maybe he went to college. Um, yeah. He's from New Jersey. Oh, Monmouth County, New Jersey. He might have, oh, I'm going to figure out where he went to high school. That's where my cousins live. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, he was great. Yeah, I liked the parts of it when it became a mob movie. Yeah, because it's not funny. <laughs> but they try so hard to make it, like, kooky American. Like, oh, these French people are crazy and it's so violent. Like, ha, ha, ha. I hate... Hate, 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 triple jillion hate. Where I so say there's this plot thing where like they can't really get too involved with, you know, their neighbors because the neighbors are going to like kind of, they don't want the neighbors to find out who they are. But Robert Jr. was invited to this film club. Oh my oh God. Oh my God. And like they're going to watch, what were they initially supposed to watch? I don't remember. Um... They were supposed to watch Some Came Running. Um, but instead, there was an issue with the film. Happens. Happens. And so instead, they're watching Goodfellas. And so they fucking watch Goodfellas. And, like, they're Robert talking about fucking... They're f- talking about fucking Scorsese and stuff like that. And Robert De Niro, like, gets up after the film and starts talking about his real experiences, like, being a gangster and stuff like that. And that sort of... That sort of wink-wink, nudge-nudge thing is for the, the the most annoying type of fucking person. It's, like, for, like, boys who tug on their shorts. It's just, like... Okay, so in this universe, Robert De Niro exists yes. because Goodfellas exists. So then who is Robert De Niro? Like hate it. Who who what is going like it's so self-indulgent and completely unnecessary and also does nothing. It does nothing. It's like a funny bit, but not even funny. I'm sure it was funny when they were writing it. <laughs> like wouldn't it be wild? No. It no. would not. It would not. 
actually would have been cuter if they just watched them came running. Yeah, and then the scene, and they didn't do the stupid talk back. It's so crazy. And then there's like that stuff with the brown water. And then like, it was kind of, the visual language kind of sucks because they're trying to do like this thing where it's like, oh, he's having a violent flashback of what he would do to people. And then like, but that language is not different. That visual language that like the editing and stuff like that is yeah. not super different from when he actually does do stuff. Yeah. So when he like, cause okay, there's this whole thing where like the water in their house is brown. He's like, well, I got to do something about this, which is also very funny. If it was like a separate, like premise, like the whole premise of like a movie of just kind of like gangster moves into new town. Yes. Doesn't know how to like, act, like she's trying to acclimate, but it wants to get stuff done. There were in the beginning when he was kind of like, I want to figure out who I am and who I'm, I've always, I've never been me. I've always been this and this and this. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a movie about like a family of mobsters. And now the patriarch is just going to try and go on this like self like expression journey and like live, laugh, love in this random ass town, but like evading the mob. Like that's charming and wonderful. And I would totally watch a violent version of that. Yes, exactly. Which then means it's not about the family. It's about him. Him. It's just about him. And it should have, it should have just been about him because all of the other parts of the film are not as good and no. it's also just such a shame that like Michelle has the least to do in it and everything she's in like it, her scenes her scenes that are her scenes are really fun like she was just like the scene at the beginning where she blows up the, the blows up the thing when she like goes back to the church and like all the barbecue oh, yeah, stuff is really fun. funny yeah oh the barbecue stuff is funny she's I forgot so, all about that I love they like through barbecues back in their Brooklyn mob days, and that's the scene that looks like a like a very bad spoof of The Sopranos, where it's like, and there's like fat Stevie Stevie Fazio, like wearing sunglasses, <laughs> wearing sunglasses and a gold chain, and it's like, you know, there's that, and then they like throw a barbecue in their like surprisingly large backyard in France. And everybody's just speaking English. Everybody's speaking English and showing up with, like, American food. And she's, like, giving away, like, goodie bags, donuts in them. Like, and she's just, like, running around kind of all zany. And then also threatening. She, like, one moment, like, steals, like, a plate or something like that. And yeah. she's like, if you don't put that back, I'm going to break your fucking fingers. It's so funny. It's also just, like, those are the things I think that we're loving because that is, like, again, mobsters, you know, she, like, Diana Agron, like, beats up a girl at school. Oh, yeah, that was funny, too. That, that, that's, yeah. It's just, like, it, it, be a comedy or be a serious, like, mob, mob movie. movie. We're on the run and we're yeah. hiding out in France. Or, like, you know, yeah, exactly, you know, and how moving so much, like, really fucks with you and, you know, the relationship between the brother and sister and, like, yeah. all that, like... Being in the mob, being out of the mob, being an enemy. like It re- just has, like, a, it, like, dips its toes in and then dips its toes out and then yeah. goes to a different pool, fills with, like, barbecue sauce and then, like, dips it in there and then, like, comes into this pool. It just doesn't make sense. Because he's, like, a rat. Like, that's how he ends up at witness protection. He rats on all his friends. And so then there's, like, this whole thing about, like, him and his, like, legacy and his integrity and, like, all of this stuff. And it's just kind of like, well... It doesn't really, like, work. It's just, no. like, kind of happening. It doesn't have, like, a cathartic, like, moment where it's just like, oh, he's finally done something. Because when they... Co- and then the beginning. The beginning makes no fucking sense. This, like, fake out where they, like, all die. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because... Okay, so then I was just about to say, when they go 
to the the jail and he's like hey did somebody order some ice and he like hands the guy a bucket of ice because of course like the mob guy in jail has a bodyguard like sitting in his room he owns the jail but it's my favorite thing about like mob movies with jails is that like it's like in goodfellas where he has like a kitchen yes and like little you know he has like a little apartment in his jail cell i love it italians there's the finger and they like needed to prove that he died but they it wasn't him and so that like oh shit they didn't die they must have moved now we have to go find them Oh. It was so how they could move the family to a new town was by pretending that they died. But didn't... But didn't the the mob man who eventually got hit by the car, wasn't he the one that shot them all? Yes. But I think that was one of those things that was like how he would have handled it. But it was then, because then they moved to the next town. They're like, why did we have to leave? So maybe that was just, like, a bad, like, that's how I thought, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was just, like, a weird, like, fake out, but it's the first scene of the movie. Because then they reappear in their new witness protection land. And that's how they get away. See, like, even in this, like, first sentence there's no mention of like the fake out scene at the beginning on the wikipedia oh it's based on a novel and the title is bad fellas oh my god so it's like literally a little jerk off a little jerk off and they probably cast him I don't know. I feel like that was that was supposed to be like a fake out like scene. Cause like we think that they're gonna die. Yeah, but then like they survive. watching the movie and then surviving. Because the guy who like shoots them is the guy that because his like face is all fucked up. Oh my god, that's yeah. no, literally so the first sentence. They survive an attempted hit. And then he snitches, and then they enter witness protection and are relocated several times. Oh wait! I also do love the roaming, the running bit where he's like, "Oh yeah, my book is about wait, Normandy." Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they like show like, "Oh, we've all been shot <laughs> violently," or like any after effect from that hit? Because I think it's just like to set up. I don't think it's like. I think it's just to set up that this is like they all got shot in the chest, though. That doesn't make any sense. But I think this is again like the stuff where you know, like with the plumbing, where he's like, "I beat up the plumber," like. beat him to a pulp like i think it's just to set the tone i don't think it's like real so that's what i'm saying is that i don't like i'm not sure if that first scene of them all getting shot is supposed to be a real thing that happened like the cause of them moving or if that's supposed to be like a fake out so that we think that they're going to die because they all got like shot in the chest or the head i in the first scene i interpreted that scene as like this is the hit then they all, those identities died and now they moved to a new town for witness protection. Oh my God, that's so awful. Oh my God. <sighs> but it's also like, not. Especially since everything is so like, 
pretty much literal except for like his like fantasies of like killing people but then again like his like storytelling of like how everything occurred like his point of view when he's writing his book is also like skewed because he's just like I'm a man of integrity. I would never do anything, but it's like clearly you did. Right. It's like you killed. You basically you you almost killed the plumber because he tried to overcharge you, and you also snitched, which is why you're in this predicament. So like, what the fuck is anything? Oh my god, this movie is much worse than I thought it was. Wow. I just like that didn't offend me so much because I'm just kind of like all it right. Just didn't like, make sense. I just, like I wasn't bothered. I like glazed over it. I think because. Well, I was just, like, expecting, I'm like, okay, if that's, like, the future, like, they get found out in this head. So I'm like, okay, so this this guy that eventually we see shoot them in the beginning of the movie gets hit by the car. So he must not be dead. Right? And then they just get in the car and they're like, now we're going. Bye! And I'm just like, that's, and I understand how you want to, like, you know, getting somebody's attention, you know, your script's you know, your reader's attention, your watcher's attention at the beginning of the thing, but, like, that literally doesn't make sense. I guess I didn't take it literally. And so... But I just didn't see why it would have been there. Especially since it was the hitman that eventually is, like, the head guy later in the film. He's, like, the mob hitman. Yeah, Yeah, he's, like, the guy. He's, like, Mr. Hat. Yes. I loved all of them and their hats. He looked like Mark Strong with prosthetics. Yeah... Um, I do love the running bit where he's writing, he, he's lying to everybody that his book is about, like, the Normandy landings, and yes. everyone knows a lot more about it than he does, and yes. so they're like, he's like, yeah, 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 De- oh no, those guys were real cowboys from Texas, and, like, it constantly comes up, and he, it's like, I don't know why I didn't say it, I just wrote something else, and... And then, like, all, everybody in this town is, like, an author or whatever. Yeah, like, an expert on this, like, it's the, it's the town's claim to fame, and, like, everyone knows everything about it, and he's, like, no, yeah, totally. Which is one of those things, like, oh, this is so silly and fun, and it would have been more fun to have it be silly. Yeah. It also just, it kind of, like, looks like whatever... It just, it's just, it's just kind of a movie. It's just kind of happening. Yeah. I mean, given the past few movies we've seen, it's one of the better ones, but not because Michelle Pfeiffer brings, um, no, she's to it. She's really just in the movie. She's just kind of in it. She's a wife. Which kind of sucks, because it's like, Diana Agron and The Sun have way more to do than she does. Yeah, The Sun has a whole plot where, like, he gets a fake passport and moves to Paris yeah. because, like, his, like, mafia school stuff. He's, like, running, you know, like, a crime syndicate in his high school. Yeah. And, like, he has a whole thing to do and she's just kind of, like, Michelle's along for the ride and then she gets attacked in yeah. the safe house. And it's just kind of like, all right. The dog has more to do than Michelle Pfeiffer does. Mm. The hot teacher has more to do than Michelle Pfeiffer does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I could not find that actor anywhere. I couldn't find him. Oh, yeah, I have no clue where he is. I, I I couldn't figure out his name, but I'll find him. Yeah, it's just, um... It's fine. It's fine. Like, I get, you know, this is probably a movie that, like, my dad would be like, we should watch The Family. And, you know, like, mafia fighting De Niro. Silly. I think it's, you know... It's fine. It's fine. It's... 
Like I would never have watched it if we weren't watching it yes. for this. Yes. And it's not a hidden gem. It's not secretly good. And like I can see some some person on Twitter being like, actually, you know, it's a secret banger, the family. And it's just like, it's no. not. It's really not. It's really not. But like when you compare it to Dark Shadows, sure. I mean. Sure. Like it's no. Just watch Marriage to the Mob. Yeah. Fully. Just watch Marriage to the Mob or even like mm, Scarface. Which, oh, ah. I hated Scarface. But Scarface is 10 hours long and the family is much shorter. But also, I would like, rather, oh. If you want to watch a Michelle Pfeiffer cry me movie. But she's not even the main part of that either. She's There's not so, the main part of this one either. Yes, but I'd rather take this nonsense over uh, Brownface Al Pacino for 10 hours trying to fuck his sister. Oh, God, that movie is bad. I'm trying to think if there's anything else she's been in that is, like, I mean, the Russia house, she's just, like, scared and running around the whole time. It's really boring. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, I hope she got paid handsomely. She probably did not, but, um, yeah. So that rounds out 2012, 2013. Yep. Um, next, there are some good ones. Where is Kira? She's the titular Kira. And Murder on the Orient Express. Wizard of Lies, which I'm actually super excited to watch. Mother. They get they're reunited. Bernie Bernie and Ruth. De Niro, uh, De Niro and Michelle. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They play Bernie and Ruth Madoff. I know, but I was just like. Bernie and Ruth, like everyone, Bernie. everyone's like, ah, yes, <laughs> fuck yeah. Because I was reading the character names, and I did not read the actors' names because it's midnight. Yeah. Um, and then mother. So you know, maybe we'll split into two. Maybe we'll do, and maybe we'll do it in one. Who knows? But that's what 2017 has on the horizon, and then we're in the home stretch. Yep. Yeah. It's rumored that she is going to be in, um... I think that's actually on. I think that's actually happening. That she's in the, the um, Francis Ford Coppola one? Yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah. Yes. It says Zendaya, rumored. Michelle Pfeiffer, rumored. Kate Blanchett, rumored. Rumors, great album. Okay. Well, that's that. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be back at you soon with more... This will be more interesting, I think, um, because it'll be, I don't think those years were overall a great year for movies anyways, no. so I'm sure that this will be at least interesting. We can call them like it was a, a her re-entry back into uh, the world. She took a little bit of time when off. nobody knew what to do with her. No, and then she was like, I'm going to refocus. My husband is going to do Big Little Lies. Okay. I'm going to not be in that. And then I'm going to be... She should have been. I was literally... Oh my God, she should have been. She should have been um, the Nicole Kidman one. I think she's too old. I don't know. I don't know about that. You know what? She is too old because she and Reese Witherspoon... She could have been the cop. 
I don't know. We could have figured out a place to put her. I do think the first season of Big Little Lies is like perfectly cast for the it most is. part. She so, could have like, been someone in season two because that was all made up. But oh yeah, yeah, she could have been in season two. Meryl didn't need to be in season two. Not no. that, not that she should have played the Meryl yeah. role, but like she could have been in that. Someone's bitchy sister, like, older sister, fully. Like she didn't, she didn't need to. Could you imagine like Michelle Pfeiffer and Laura Dern just like? Oh my god, she could have been the Laura Dern being role. toned arms opposite each other. Oh my god, she should actually. She would have been great as the Laura Dern. She role. would have been and great the at the Laura, Laura Dern run. Yes, yes, because I think they, I think. Honestly, Big Little Lies, like that first season's like the best work I've seen Nicole do in ages. It's uh, yes, so good. And it's, I mean, everybody's so good. It's so good. I mean, Reese Witherspoon, even Zoe Kravitz is fine in it. Yeah, <laughs> she's again perfectly cast. Perfectly cast. And those That's kids are like, very good too. Yes, even the annoying one who's like, I love music. Yeah. Oh my god, Bowie. Oh, Shailene was so good. Oh, poor Shailene. Ugh, <laughs> she really fucked herself over. My favorite is like. Her interview where she said she doesn't travel with, like, any possessions and she doesn't wear shoes. And I'm like, yeah, that works for you because when you get so there, rich. your glam team has all the stuff you need. Like, you, they dress you. They give you everything. You get everything you need when you get there, honey. Oh, my God. If I'm I, so worldly getting into first class yeah, like, with on no my, possessions. On my jet, no carry-on. My jet sweet X flight. Oh, my God. With my, you know, no shoes. She's good in the show. She's great in the show. Do you have to wear shoes on a plane? I don't know. Mm. Probably not. I mean, you don't have to wear them going through security and people take their shoes off on flights all the time. Do you? Oh my God. She's also really good in um, The Fault in Our Stars. No, I'm so sorry. The Spectacular Now. The Spectacular Now. A movie I actually liked. Do you get on a plane without shoes? I always get so grossed out when people coming back from like tropical or warm. You have to wear them on the plane, but you can take them off like while you're like riding on the plane. Ugh. I wouldn't do that because I think that's rude. I think planes are disgust. Like I would never want my bare feet, even also, my socked feet. Like ugh. also, planes are cold. You just yeah. like want your bare feet. Just wear just, UGG like, boots. Like open and anytime the like open toed shoe on a plane, that just sounds cold. That's what I was gonna say. Like it's so cold in the air. I remember coming back from Mexico in spring break in college, and people wearing like shorts and flip flops on an airplane. I don't want any part of my skin to touch anything on an airplane. Like Ugh. if I would wear a Naomi Campbell hazmat suit, I would. Oh my god, I hate planes. They're so gross. Okay, well. To all of our listeners who discovered us from the Oscars at Nighthawk or trivia or or any of the times you've heard us talk about the last few weeks, I hope you enjoyed us talking about shoes on an airplane. (laughs) On that note, we will... People drive drive barefoot too. It's like... That's so fucking strange. There was something recently... I mean, I guess I understand like liking textures or whatever, like different, like, you know, like the texture of carpet on your feet, but like... Yeah, but do that at your house. Like you're dry, you mostly drive with your shoes on, so you're just like putting your foot on like whatever gunk was whatever on the was on the bottom of your shoe. Did you see? Do you ever get those TikToks of the people who um like don't like protest wearing shoes? Oh, he's Michael Voltaggio's brother. Oh, that's Brian Voltaggio. He looks um, so normal. I know. 
And he's like a dad. Oh, he has a dad bod. Um, I get all these. Wait, two- which one? The one in the this one? The, uh, the, the um in the blue. Okay. Yeah. Yes, with the gray, with the gray. With the gray apron. Yeah. Like there's all these TikToks of people who don't who like go around like Target not wearing shoes, and I'm just like, there is. Then you go into your house and you bring all that stuff into your home. It's, it's all so fun and gross. games until you step on a nail or something. Or dog shit. Or like dog shit. Like, girl. Or gum. Or like a wet thing. Ugh. So disgusting. I mean, doing anything for TikTok is kind of like, uh, like anything that's like public, like to do like for attention is already like a losing battle. But then to like do something that's kind of gross for attention. Well, and if you believe so firmly in these like anti-shoe laws like you have the right to be barefoot in a target like maybe maybe you need to rethink the soles of their feet must just be dark as shit that's so disgusting like they're not mopping that target you're walking around in with a petition yelling at a poor employee it's just so disgusting like, is that, and are they being serious or are they just doing, like, a joke? No, it's, like, a real, it's, like, real people who are, like, activists for bare feet. And it's, like, do that in your own, in your own home. Whatever you need to do to feel good, just do that or move somewhere else. Unless you have beautiful, like, I hope those people are cutting their toenails. Like, ugh. Just so gross. Poop, bare feet. And Michelle Pfeiffer. And Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Next time we talk about Mother. (laughs) Okay. That's a very barefoot movie. Who bare feet and Michelle Pfeiffer? Oh, God. (laughs) Mother definitely does not wear shoes. um, No, she's just like walking around. Barefoot everywhere. (laughs) Okie dokie. All right. All righty. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) 